when you combine a disgruntled teacher, a bunch of mildly attractive girls, a mother that looks like an alien, you get After School Massacre, a movie so bad it should be in permanent after-school detention. We watched it, so you don't have to, so you know what that means. Hit the music. And greetings, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst horror movies, movies that are so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my co-host and good buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. How are you doing today, Aaron? I, I got to tell you, I have a weird feeling. Got a weird I got feeling. a feeling of fruit on my belly. Fruit, 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 fruit on, on my belly. belly. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. What, what, that, what is that you might be asking? Well, we're going to get into that. That's coming up. Uh so this movie that we did this week is After School Massacre. Now, we're kind of going back to our, our roots a little bit with this, because in the last few weeks, we've been kind of doing more, even though they're still pretty bad, but we're doing more uh, like big studio releases, whether they're 80s or whatnot. But uh, right. this so, is going back to our roots of the independent, low-budget horror movie that is just god-awful. Bad. And we'll be mixing it up, but you cannot deny that these movies are the... Bottom of the barrel, and it's like the fun. They're kind of just so bad they're fun. Yeah, yeah. It it's this one's really skimming the the shit barrel. Uh, so anyway, this was released on January tenth of two thousand fourteen. It was shot in twenty thirteen. Uh, it's a kind of a short one. It's got runtime of only seventy three minutes, so it doesn't <laughs> take too long. And you, this podcast is going to be longer. Yeah, than the podcast probably be longer than the movie. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. That's where I found it. I'm not sure you can find it anywhere else, but I watched it on Amazon Instant. I got it on uh, the Xbox, uh, in, you know, uh, the Microsoft thing. I, I no so, idea. So on your Xbox, you can go to their movies and rent movies. I'm and surprised it's actually on that. It's one of the movies you can rent there, and that's why I did it. So this two was bucks written. Oh, I overpaid them. I was like four ninety nine. Oh, <laughs> I got ripped off. Uh, it's written and directed by Jared Masters, and I swear this movie. This movie is almost like I think you swear this guy was probably like a high school kid himself when he wrote this because it's really just an elaborate excuse just to write and direct a movie where he, he gets to be around a bunch of topless girls, and I'm not even, not even boobs out, just in the bras and panties like the entire movie. They spend more time in their underwear than they do dress throughout this entire thing. Um, now, just to, oh, give, easy. Yeah. just to give you a little example of the quality of director we're dealing with, Jared Masters, uh, his other directorial, I will say masterpieces. <laughs> Masters <laughs> there's, masterpiece? There's not many of them, but um, it, others are eight reels of sewage, which right there, I mean, sewage in this movie, it just gives you a great idea of what you're in for. It's a great parallel. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood A Go-Go, Climate Tarzan, Big Hair, Long Lashes, Slink Punkettes, or like dead, deadly punkettes, or something like that. Deathly punkettes. Climate Tarzan. Climate, like, like climb it, not not climate control. Not oh, like the, okay. Not, I was like climb it, like climbing a rope, and then <laughs> club lingerie. I thought it was like a Tarzan that deals with uh, global, global warming. warming <laughs> you know, and goes around hitting hitting that would like be hilarious. corporate CEOs who are dumping toxic waste in the river, and he comes and swings on a vine and no, clubs them. No, no, I would watch that. Uh, not as lucky for this one. Um, so anyway, moving on. And a lot of the girls in this cast, um, are, were in a lot of his other movies as well. So it's a lot of recycling of talent. Uh, and we can get into the cast stuff later, but let's jump into this. Do we this have to? Garbage <laughs> of a movie. So I do you have a question? Okay, go okay, ahead. Go go, ahead. No, you have a question? No, not a question, but a comment. I do have a, I, I got, I got a question about one of the cast members, but we'll okay. wait till the end there. All right. Just so, remind me. All right. Uh, the movie opens with a slumber party scene. We get five girls dancing around, jumping on bed or whatever, in their underwear, and they have body paint on. Body paint of fruit. Yeah. And they're jumping around with glow sticks. Oh, you know what? It was fruit. Right? Mm-hmm. Now that... Okay. And that, they, what were they singing? No, that doesn't come in later, but no, now it were, makes sense. They were singing it. They were singing it. Um, but, uh, so yeah, one girl... It's uh, like a rave. It's like they're having a mini rave in their in the bedroom. bedroom, and they're sucking on lollipop, like the ring lollipops, and they yeah. got the glow sticks, and they're all painted up, and they're listening to music and jumping around like idiots, and you know, 
yeah, it's it's uh, it makes me think at least maybe they're on ecstasy. I don't know. <laughs> so one girl, which we find out her name is Erica, she goes off by herself into the bathroom and she starts she's breaking up with her boyfriend Donnie. Donnie, who um, through voice messages. So you get the voice messages break up. Donnie's voice message is like, "Yo, yo, yo, this is Donnie." From the BYQ, you know, yeah, like it's really, he's, he's, he's like such K-Fed. a white boy. <laughs> it's like Federline. And you know, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing it, and she's talking about, oh, you you took my virginity. Oh, you're never gonna see me again. And if I was dating that douchebag, I'd kill myself too. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert: she yeah. <laughs> after the message over, she downs a bunch of prescription pills. It's and, like a handful of ibuprofen. Like yeah. I take that, I take more of that for a hangover. Yeah, and she yeah. says, "I hope you're happy with what you made me decide to do." Then downs a bunch of pills. Now, two other girls find her moments later down the floor, foaming from the. I mean, like seconds later, like if she puts pills in her mouth and then is drops dead basically. So these are some fuck, like really fucking fast acting pills. Yep. There's no way she'd be dead that fast from anything. Unless these are cyanide pills, or, which I don't think any doctor would be prescribing cyanide right. pills for somebody, but that's the only way she'd be dead this fast. Right. So now we get into the opening credits, and the opening credits are actually probably the most unique thing about this movie. I like the opening credits. Um, they, they were neat. They were kind of cool at first, and they started dragging on a bit too long. But basically what they do, it's like a girl sitting... At her desk, at in, a high desk in high school, and you know, there's a notebook and a pen, and she's opening like notes that you would get, you'd pass around in a class. And every time she opens a note, it's a credit. It's directed like, by, directed yeah. by, blah. Mm-hmm. And over the credits, each time she opens up, you hear like girls gossiping about said actor, like the or guy person. who does the music. It's like Sean G. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Sean G. I love his music. Like, oh, uh, and, or like you know, like certain girls, like, oh, I can't believe they got this person mm-hmm. to you know do this, or so they're gossiping, and it's not bad. It's, it's, it's um, it it's, it's unique. Yeah. It, it's, it's a unique way, but it does go on a little too long. I mean, there's one crazy, like, like, it, like it's not just the credit person. It's like who does, um, like one note is like who does Lindsay Lamb think she is portraying Laura? That's one of the paper notes yeah. you see. Um, and this goes on and on because then they, besides just the cast, and they start doing uh, the hair and makeup people and all the producers. Like so, all these notes it takes way too long. And uh, the funny thing about the producers one is it says at the top, listed in order of coolest. like From cool to coolest. Yeah. So I wonder who got judged of that. And I who, wonder it's the, how many people, how much money they put in. <laughs> Probably. You know, yeah. So in uh, the last note, the very last note says, uh, I can't believe today is Teacher's Day, which was the original title of this movie. Hmm. And a lot of times you see it, it's it's one of those things where originally it's Teacher's Day, uh, and then but then it gets somewhere it got called switch over to After School Massacre. So there's yeah. a lot of Teacher's Day reference in this movie. Because when I was right. looking for this movie, I found a picture that said Teacher's Day. And this guy, you know, is the same yeah. villain that's in this one. And he's got a girl, like, her face is all runny with mascara. She's got an apple stuffed in her mouth. Yeah, there's, like, three up. different it, covers for this movie. It posted. looks like gag porn, you know? Like, damn. <laughs> you know? Right. What am so I going to watch here? It kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then there's a copyright note credit, which is really weird. And then blast on the screen is After School Massacre, and it's totally like neon letters, and like it looks like it should be in the 80s or something, like mm-hmm. it's Saved by the Bell. Um, so the first scene now is two girls walking in on Ty Anderson, who's the teacher, and he's in the teacher's lounge, and the girl is like, hey, I want my beanie bag. You took it from me, and it's basically just a purple knit winter hat. Um, so the girl's asking her if she's still stalking her on Facebook, and says, it wouldn't be weird if you just accepted my friend request. And she's like, I don't get my school life and personal life. I've got to keep it separate. And blah, this blah, acting blah. is stiff. Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's really stiff. And the and this is where we meet Mr. Anderson. Yeah. And he is, and I, I looked a little bit on him. I tried to find some information, but I think he's got to be Canadian as fuck. Because <laughs> he says, a boot all the time. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I did not notice that. I did not. Uh, actually, the funny thing about I, when I went to did all my research on uh, IMDb and all that uh, for the cast, Anderson isn't even listed on the. And he's like the main character of this I, whole movie, and he's I, not listed. I looked in on the IMDb credits. also just kind of to see it. Oh, he's not in the credits. He's not listed on IMDb. His character's not oh, there. He's I, I found him, up. but it was just it was nothing information. It just said who it was, and I didn't huh. even write down his name. But there was no. 
no Weird. info. All right. So anyway, uh, Devin one, this is one of the main girls who comes back there, and she's the slut. She gets all slutty on the teacher. She's like, "I know you're attracted to me. Uh, you know, did you write in the yearbook about how naughty he thinks she is, and how or how naughty she, he wants her to be?" And it's basically just slutting it up to yeah. high heaven. Yeah, and uh, of course he's playing the. I'm a teacher, you know, yeah. ch- puffing his chest out. And, yeah, yeah. Like, you will not seduce me, evil girl. Yeah. Uh, the, so the two girls, Anderson, uh, and, and they're never in the same shot. It's really, it's one of these shitty shots where it's Anderson talking, two girls talking. Anderson, it's back and forth. Even though they're like less than really a foot apart, they can't be in the same frame at all. It gets really annoying. Uh, now we're, we're kind of two girls outside smoking by a dumpster, um, you know, classic high school crap. And, some this is weird. Just some random dude with a mop walks up, tosses a trash bag against watches. What's up, ladies? And walks off. Yeah, well, I got the impression he's weird. not a random dude. I got the impression I mean, he's the janitor. I guess he's supposed but to. But it was kind of funny he didn't put the trash in the dumpster. No, he just throws it up the against the wall and it was like, What's up? Like it gives like a little the hint of a smile and just walks, saunters on by him. And why is he carrying his mop? <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. It's like why I is guess he it's the show everybody I'm the janitor. janitor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like why do you like the, the cliche of, hey, I'm a doctor. We have, well, let's put him in a lab coat. Right. <laughs> I have a stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> so during this thing, it's boring. Nothing happens. The dialogue is meaningless. It's, yeah. Which most of the dialogue in this movie is pretty meaningless. meaningless. Um, back to Anderson Teacher's Lounge. And we're introduced to the gym teacher, Miss Claire Brightheart. Or Carrie Brightheart. Excuse me. And they talk about the girl that killed herself and how the other girls are taking it. Uh, so... You know, gossiping and uh, during this kind of Brightheart mentions that she has to go give a scoliosis test to 29 topless girls. And she's like, well, what if people think I'm gay giving topless girls a physical? You know, and Anderson's like, so he's in this quote, it's pretty obvious you're not gay. Like they would have been. Fu- this is like the worst. Like they've never had sexual harassment training or like ethics training for a job. Yeah. You know, like how to conduct yourself at work. They totally missed that seminar. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, they want to have sex. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's like Jesus. Aren't you guys professionals? Yeah. <laughs> Get a hold of your hormones. So Anna's like, it's obvious you're not gay, and she says, "Thanks." And it gives a little cute <laughs> smile, and it's just a weird scene. Sorry, um, I'm sipping a. And soda. he has to borrow her laptop that she walks in with a laptop. She's like, yeah, let me borrow that. So I can check her email and she leaves. Um, again, uselessly. Now we meet the dean, which, first of all, the fact that this guy is Dean Wheatley, first, it, this is a high school. So why is he a dean? He should be a principal. Unless it's some crazy, pri- I didn't go to private school. Maybe private schools have deans, but I, you know, I thought those were more headmasters. But even way, it's just weird he's a dean. Semantics. Yeah. And he's yelling at some Asian kid with tats all over his arm. So. Which also is odd for a high school kid. <laughs> About bouncing around a condom. inflated condom that's tied yeah. off like a b- beach ball in the cafeteria. That wasn't a balloon. That was a condom with lubricant glistening in the yeah, sun. And glistening he's, all over. He's it. squirting a spray yeah, bottle as he he's squirts, saying this. Yeah, he's like he, for some he has a ram squirt bottle. He just squirts it up in the air like like, like he's you know, somebody saying like he's shooting this. Up. I thought it was like shooting his load because yeah. he was getting excited about oh, a oh, condom I, I, balloon. All right, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, so the spray bottle makes no sense. Um, Anderson walks in, the Asian kid leaves, you never see him again. Uh, Wheatley starts asking about him communicating with the students online about the whole Facebook thing. And Anderson's like, I think, you know, oh, I did like once or something like that. Or, yeah, he's, he's saying, yeah, he kind of fesses up that he had a slight interaction with the girl on Facebook. But Nothing. He had like some kind of good explanation for it. Like, oh, it was just this because I needed information or something. I needed to learn how to spell her name. Yeah, or something like that. Which is reasonable. Um, Anyway, he's like, oh, I'm not having that. And he fires Anderson on the spot. On the spot. On the spot. Now, keep on. I just wanted to take a note here. This is a dean of a high school, a principal, whatever. In his office, I've seen bathrooms bigger than this office. (laughs) It's like a bricked-in glorified broom closet with no windows. (laughs) This is supposed to be like the principal, a dean of a school. And he's in the basically glorified bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so now all of a sudden the dean gets real creepy. He starts telling Anderson that, you know, I understand if you want to be, you know, talk to these girls and watch them because they're hot and you know they're just sexy and like I would love to be a fly on the wall of these girls' dressing rooms or these rooms and watch them undress and all these other things. And he he's getting real old and creepy. He's like, but you know, I can't smacking his lips. Yeah, it's really dirty, old man. So Anderson like hops up, like he jolts behind the dean in his chair and this 
snaps his neck. Once again, another neck snap, bitch. He's snapping like a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. And the, all of a sudden, the secretary walks in and asks, what happened? And of course, she's which, sexy as hell, too. Which, of course, if she just walked in, like, again, the time in this movie is awful because she walked in the exact moment, she would have seen him snap his neck. But she did. She but said she, that. Exactly. She just she said, walks you in. snapped his neck. You broke his neck. So if you saw him do it, why even ask what happened? And why even go in there at all? You should be running for yeah. help, calling 911 immediately, not walk into the guy who just killed somebody. The teacher with the soul patch just went crazy and snapped his neck. Yeah. So, but Andrew's like, oh, he doesn't know. He's like, oh, I don't know what happened. The old man just had a seizure. And she's like, no, you broke his neck. You snapped it around. Um, so Anderson grabs a pair of metal scissors off the desk, grabs the secretary by the neck, pushes her up against the wall. This fucking line. Oh, oh yeah. And she's like, you wouldn't hurt a woman. And Anderson tells her that women are only machines used for the breeding of children. Yeah. And then he stabs her. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was such a creepy thing. He says it with such disdain. Yeah. It's like, now he's like, okay, he's a woman hater, but. Yes, he's a definite woman hater. But you didn't get that before. It's really weird. He hates women. I mean, that's. That's like one of the worst things you can say yeah. about a woman. You're, you're not just, a person. You're, you're a, machine a machine to for make breeding. for breeding. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh. So now we cut to alien mom cutting ham with an electric knife. <laughs> alien mom. Okay. This, this woman, um, God, her name is... Uh, Donna Lee Helsing. And she has been road hard for many years. You can tell she is a... And put away wet and dried up in this weird leather body. Yeah, she's a a plastic surgery Nightmare, yeah. She's like addicted to plastic surgery. She's a a plastic surgery nightmare. Her face is frozen in time. It has no smile, frown, And it doesn't, it doesn't look... It almost looks like a caricature, like it a card... Like it really an does. anime, a magma... Magna? Whatever it is. Manga. Manga, thank yeah, you. there we go. Or anime. She's just Sorry, weird sorry, looking. anime nerds. We messed up that one. <laughs> don't don't hate us. Um, so, yeah, I just call her Alien Mom for this whole movie. Oh, my God. It's um, <laughs> it's something to behold. It really is. And she's just cutting, like, this giant slab of ham, like, that you'd get <laughs> for, like, an Easter dinner, Christmas dinner. Just it's a ham. Old, it's a full ham. It's a full-on ham. She's cutting with an electric knife. Her two daughters, Dee Dee and Jess, are sitting at the counter. Enter Luke, uh, Dee Dee's boyfriend, who is the biggest asshole douchebag imaginable. I kind of like him. Alien Mom tells him that dinner is ready and that there's light beer in the fridge. So, first of all, she's offering underage kids light beer for and dinner, ham. with ham for dinner. <laughs> and it, it, all the dinner is, as we see, it's just slices of ham. There's nothing, it just slices of ham, like yeah. deli meat. And uh, Alien Mom mentions, she says, oh, I got a hot day tonight. But, hey, I got you some apples for your girl's slumber party so you can buy for apples. Yeah, she's she's giving these kids alcohol because yeah. she even says, I got, there's plenty of alcohol. Just don't drink too much. But just she don't drink too it. much. And she and then but she's also buying, like, the most innocent, like, games. Like, you can go bobbing for apples and we have s'mores for later. Yeah, s'mores. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a Girl Scout. It's like a Girl Scout camp out. With for, booze. For sluts. Yeah, for sluts. <laughs> like, she's like, her Xanax riddled brain just can't comprehend what reality is anymore. So the doorbell rings, and the mom thinks it's her date. She goes <laughs> off to get it. Alien mom opens the door, and we meet Steve. Now, Steve looks like Audrey Bastard's, Audrey Bastard's anorexic crackhead brother. I called him Homeless Coolio. Homeless Coolio. Okay. <laughs> That works, too. They both had the crazy so, head. So he's just this black guy with the Coolio hair or the yeah. old DB hair, you yeah. know, just kind of a wild, different direction. Yeah, yeah, but he's, like, really skinny and I mean, really he is, he is He is hot for mom. Yeah. And she closes the door to go get ready, and Steve turns and looks directly into the camera and says, Damn! He breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> breaks the fourth wall. And uh, so we're back to the three teens now, Dee Dee, Jess, and Luke, sitting at the, at the dining room table eating their ham slices <laughs> with water. <laughs> What a good dinner in this household. Um, Dee Dee's asking her sister um, and her boyfriend. No, I'm sorry, this is where I had it back. So for a long time, I had Dee Dee and Jess confused. Jess is asking Dee Dee if Dee Dee and Luke can leave. So she's having a girls only party and didn't want, don't want them there. Um, she's, and then they mentioned that she just had a party. And it's a little weird to mess up that she's having another one so soon after the girl killed herself yeah, I thought that was at weird. her last one. Yeah, I thought that was pretty weird. It's like, you know, we just Which had is a good point. Like, if you just had somebody commit suicide at your last sleepover, you might not have one like, like the Fuck very next Fuck it, bitches. Week. Let's party. <laughs> yeah. 
And Jess says, well, she, I didn't really know her. Really. She wasn't really my friend. She's just some girl I knew from second period. So they're cold-hearted sluts. They are. They're pretty brutal. Yeah. They're pretty horrible people. Yes, they are. Alien mom leaves and tells <laughs> this other girl who just happens to be walking up, who just learned her name's Aaron, yeah. that um, don't drink too much, and she walks out the door. And I'm like, again, we kind of commented, but I'm like, what fucking kind of parent is this? And just she's leaving in a, the... like a hot little slinky dress yeah, going out with something. homeless Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a mom who's leaving a group of kids home alone with beers. Like, hey, drink up, but just don't drink too much. I'm going to go on this date and leave you all alone. I just... Yes. I mean, I get their high school getting to be left alone, but not if you're encouraging them to drink. Um, She's one of those moms. Yeah. She's one of those moms that used to have the high school parties and would let people come over and drink beer. Yeah, but normally those moms, at least, you know, adults still there to keep an eye on. It's true. But all I'm saying is, I guess the drinking laws are different on whatever planet this woman's from. (laughs) (laughs) So Erin comes in, she pulls out a big old vodka bottle from her giant overnight bag. Uh, Dee Dee and Aaron, or Jess and Aaron, at this point, I don't know which one's which. They decided to go to the bathroom together because the one sister doesn't want to be in the bathroom alone since the girl killed herself in there. Now, when they get to the bath, it's a different bathroom than we see her kill herself in. So we're in two different bathrooms now. Nice, nice continuity. More yeah. There. Well, I'm saying if, the, if you're afraid to be in the bathroom she killed herself in, I kind of get that. But it's a totally different bathroom. Just run with it, Marshall. Just run with it. I, you know, I have my issues with continuity. It's, <laughs> it's just get it right, people. It's not that hard. So now we get... Dee Dee or Jess, one of the two, naked in the shower. Aaron's putting on makeup in the mirror. And now suddenly there are... I think these are our first boobs. Yeah, but you don't get boobs. You get a lot of side boob. Lots of side boob. Um, But any full-on boob, there's only one. So sorry, people. Um, We counted. (laughs) Now, suddenly I know where there's a bunch more girls that show up at the house. And everyone's sitting around in the living room. And this is boring, meaningless dialogue. It's really dumb. Um, of course, they bring up the murders at the school with the dean and the secretary. Um, you get a really quick, pointless scene of uh, Brightheart, the gym teacher we saw earlier, talking to a cop outside the dean's office, which is now taped off with the Yale police tape. And now we see Anderson pulling up in his car outside of Jess's house, outside the, the summer party house. Uh, in the bedroom, we, uh, Dee Dee and Luke, start. they're making out, they're going at it. She's in her bra and underwear. She's giving him a Hummer. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know if she was doing that. Well, uh, her face was in his crotch. And, but also, Dee Dee stops and she's like, ah, I'm going to get more beer from the mini mark because, Luke, <laughs> because Luke starts talking about how hot her mom is and like, oh, I'm, your mom wants to bang me. I'm going to bang your mom. I'm going to bang both of you at the same time. <sighs> and she's like, fuck you. I'm out of here. I'm going to get more beer. So Dee Dee leaves and she starts walking down the street. Anderson, who is now wearing the purple beanie, um, with eyes her, cut out. With eye holes cut out of it. So he's like wearing a stocking cap. It like a ski mask, but it only comes down to his nose. It only comes down to about his nose. So the, the, from the bottom of yeah. his face down where he has this very, very... It looks like the uh, character from uh, the Fat Albert. Yeah. So I forget what name it is, but the guy who just wore like the red... I think it was Mushmouth, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was, was Mushmouth. Like, yeah, I think it was Mushmouth. Yeah. He looks like Mushmouth, just in a purple hat. Yeah, but he's got this like, really identifying soul <laughs> patch. Who the fuck has soul patches anymore? That's you know? true. His face rate does give him away. Yeah. Um, so Anderson Dee Dee is walking down the street and we see <laughs> Anderson walks up, comes up to his mailbox, a wooden post with a mailbox, <laughs> rips this out of the ground. He yanks a po- mailbox the, out of the, the ground. ground. Like, Dee like Dee pole and all. Yeah, with the pole and everything. And so Dee Dee turns around and gets hit in the face with the just mailbox. Whack. <laughs> just but smacks right in you, the face. It's like, it seems like it was just scream like whack. You yeah. know, but there's like no sound effect. You just see him swing and she goes, uh. like, there's <laughs> yeah. no, there's not a big one, but I think there's like a little thump, like a thump. little wet thunk. Yeah. Thump. Um, so, so Anderson now, he proceeds to stab her what? with the broken off splintered end of the post. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends with a shot of her dead along completely impaled through the stomach with the wooden post with the mailbox still attached. So I think this is the first time I've ever seen anyone killed by a mailbox. I think that's this that's that's true also. So this I is the first mailbox death, I think, ever. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're back to the party with the five girls, or five or six of them, and they start doing shots. 
Devin, which is Devin's the slutty one we met earlier, who was talking about the Facebook stuff and the uh, uh, yearbook being naughty and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she just shouts out of nowhere, dance off! And the girls start dancing around like complete idiots. Just like all girls do yeah. when they sleep over. And uh, so out now outside pops up, uh, from behind a bush, we get a black guy and a white guy who just pop up from behind a, uh, behind a bush. like These are the two nerds. I just, I just broke them down as the two nerds. Yes. And they want to spy... On the party and watch the hot girls. And they, they're like the the one nerd's got like a geeky the black hat guy's on. wearing a fedora, yeah, he's got like and a then fedora the other one's wearing like a sweater, sweater vest, vest with a dress yeah. with a dress shirt and tie. So they look pretty nerdy. Yeah. Um, oh, the black guy didn't look that nerdy, but yeah, the white boy. I mean, if you were put him in a sweater vest with a shirt and tie, but they're they're, 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 the yeah. they're the nerds. They're the nerds. They're the nerds. Yes. So they go right up to the window and stare directly. I mean, like. Face smushed up against the window. Look at the girls. Dance. With the girls like less than like six feet away from them. How these girls don't see them is beyond me because they're right there. Hey man, they're into that dance party. So if they're trying to be sneaky, they're doing a really shitty job of it. The girls just dance around and they start, t- you know, of course, some of them rip off their shirts. You know, they're dancing around their bras and underwear, mooning each other, mooning each other. Butts. And now they start seeing Devin, I think he starts saying, fruit on my belly, fruit, fruit on my belly. I have no fucking clue <sighs> what this so is. So I guess that's the popular song. Fruit, fruit on my belly. Fruit, fruit, fruit on, on my belly. belly. Fruit on my yeah. belly. Yeah, I, I can't explain it. So this is the funny thing is that I, I got this on Xbox Instant. And for some reason, the captions were on. So the whole movie I watched with captions. And it would just show these little musical symbols. that says, hip-hop tone. Fruit on my belly. Fruit, fruit on my belly. And I'm like, ugh. Not only do I have to hear this garbage, I have to read it, too. Yeah, and at this point, like I said, no other reason. I think the fact that the writer director just wanted an excuse to get these girls tops off. Like I said, they, they rip off their clothes during the social scene for no reason. Luke shows up and starts bopping around with the girls. He's like, yeah, hey, all right. And the girls just dance around their underwear in front of this guy. And now we cut to Shelly, who's another girl who is pretty much meaningless. She shows up at the house and is about to knock on the door. She's saying the Perkins front door and Anderson walks up behind her. They chit chat. They're like, Oh, hi, how you doing? Oh, I'm just here for them. I'm here for the party. Oh, I'm here. And Anderson's like, Oh, I'm just here to, I don't, I forget what his lame excuse was. Oh, he tells her, um, he's there for the party as well. And he scoops her up and carries her off screaming, <laughs> just scoops her up. Like he's going to carry her across the threshold. Or, yeah, you know, she didn't put much of a fight. Yeah, and she's just screaming. And how yeah. nobody hears this baffles my mind. So Shelly and Anderson, I mean, they both... First of all, these two guys in the front door would have seen the two nerds spying in the window because they would have walked right past them. And the nerds would have heard Shelly screaming because they're right out front. So there's no logic to this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, now, some of the two dudes, the two nerds, are in Jess's kitchen. They just break in. They break in through the back door, and they start pouring themselves drinks. Jess and one of the other girls, who I think it's Laura, uh, come in. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They talk, like, blah, 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 blah. And eventually, they kick the two guys What out. are you nerds doing yeah, here? Like, oh, we just want to hang out. Party. Come on, yeah. party. So, like, now get out. So they, they end up exchanging. It's like, well, we want something. Because they're kicking them out, and the nerds go, I got pills, I got pills. Yeah. So they trade they trade a baggie full of random pills, and they even said... Like six pills. <laughs> for a bottle of vodka. I don't think it was a so, bottle. I think it was just no, like well, they got their cups full. No, because they walked around town with a the bottle. They got a bottle okay. of vodka. Well, then they... All right. So that helps explain later. And so, you know, they leave. Uh, Jess, as they, she kicks... Jess sees Shirley's purse on the doorstep when she kicks out the guys. And she's like, ah, oh, Shirley's purse. What's it doing here? So now we cut to Luke, who is just making out with Aaron um, in the bedroom for no apparent reason. Just they're in there making out. Uh, and we do see Aaron's boob. Not, not both, but just you see a boob. And then she basically passes out. She's, she's done. Um, so this girl is a lightweight because the party hasn't been going on that long and she's already passing out. Um, now Jess and the other girl from the kitchen, they walk in on this. And there's a bunch of more dumb dialogue. And more of Luke being a complete asshole douche saying, and he's always calling these girls lesbians. He's like, the author of the movie's like, oh, you're just bored lesbians who just need to get laid. That's why <laughs> like, you need to fuck me because, you know, you're a lesbian. So, that's, that's, that's his sweet line. And, but apparently it works because he makes out with a whole bunch of them. Which I was going to get to that later, but yeah, this guy makes out with like nearly every single girl at this party and nearly has sex with most of them too. And keep in mind, he's dating 
the one girl's sister. So all these girls have no morals or standards because they're all making out with the same dude who is, treats them all like trash. And he's and he's dating someone and else. And he's dating this. And they know about it. They can't actually say, oh, well, his girlfriend could be home. And he's saying, like, fuck that. I don't care. <laughs> these are just some shit people. I need a hot beef injection. So the two, two nerds are walking down the street. They said, you know what? Fuck this. Let's go back and crash the party again. So back at the house, uh, a pizza guy shows up. Just I don't know where a pizza guy shows up. He drops <laughs> off the pizza. On his way back to the car, Anderson leaps out of a bush and strangles him. With and a then, garden hose. Yeah, something. Yeah. I can't even tell what it was. And then shoves his body in a large garbage bin on the curb and is, sets him on the curb. Voila. Voila. <laughs> All done with that. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the guy's car later on in the movie disappears. No one comes looking yeah. for the pizza and guy. The pizza guy who you know I was came from work like his boss was like, Where the fuck is this guy? And why, why would he <laughs> kill the pizza guy? He just dropped off pizza yeah. and he's trying to leave. He has zero zero to do with this guy. Because yeah. he's got it all for these girls. Yeah, the okay? whole the whole premise is that yeah. this, the teacher wants the revenge on the girls who got him fired. So in the pizza so guy is he trying to yeah. he's trying to walk away. Yeah, he's like <laughs> I, I, you know, he's counting his money, he's like, Okay, I got the money, I put it back up, counts tip, go in his car. And he's murdered for no reason. <laughs> no reason. And this guy is not smart because that leaves, you know, a trail of bodies that just one more that doesn't need to be there. That it was easily tractable. It was the bloodlust. Bloodlust. <laughs> so I've got to kill this pizza the girl, guy. <laughs> the girls are eating the pizza in the bedroom, basically over Aaron's passed out and it's body. It's the shittiest looking pizza too. Yeah. Now we get what might be the weirdest <laughs> fucking scene in this movie. I would agree. We get. Q dream scene sequence and it complete with ripple effect and really weird shitty music. Yeah. Now Erica and the suicide girl um, or Erica, the suicide girl is picking fruit at night. It's like clementines. Yeah. I, I, I thought they were like shitty apples. No, they're like oranges, like clementines. Uh, anyway, anyway, she's picking some fruit off a tree at night. Aaron the girl, walks up behind her and starts playing with Erica's hair. And then for a while, they just stand there looking at each other. They don't do anything. They're just standing there. It's like a shitty art film yeah, short. This, yeah, this, it kind of is the sequence. Then they go back to picking fruit. Then out for no reason, Aaron dumps the basket of fruit out and, and drops start, the basket. Then they start dancing. They grab hands and start dancing around in a circle together. Erica reaches out and touches Aaron's face. And there's a quick shot of Erica on the ground with, on her hands and knees. End dream sequence. With the Devin rubbing pizza on Aaron's face. That's the scene. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> what was, was the point of that? It wasn't that short either. It was like three minutes long. Yeah. yeah. And this, this for you, you, you might, listeners might think, oh, I'm sure it gets explained later. It has something to do later on because they're talking about the girl, you know, the suicide girl haunting the house or anything. No, it has no bearing on the rest of this movie. There's no callback to it. Nothing. And I was actually starting to think, I was like, okay, maybe... The kid is possessing Mr. And the dead girl might be possessing Mr. Anderson. Are we going with that? Because there's a, there's all of a sudden this supernatural element that's thrown yeah, in. Yeah, it's it, it's and pointless. it never never called. I back. swear, I think this is my just been. Hey, we need time filler. Yeah, because it was only seventy three minutes as is. So hey, doesn't going. your cousin have an art project due? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, put this. Yeah, yeah. So Aaron grabs a cupcake, smashes on Devin's face for rubbing pizza on it. Now both of the. Dirty girls. They go take a shower together. 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 Both in the shower, same time. And a tiny, tiny shower. Yeah. Um, Aaron tells Devin about her dumbass dream. The lights go out. Dun, dun, dun. But it's just Laura playing a stupid little trick on him. So, once again, meaningless. Nothing happens. Now, the two nerds are back at the house and they're looking through the window again. The white boy runs off because he's about to vomit. He's like, oh, I'm going to be sick. So I'm I, one of my favorite things he says, he goes, I've never drank real liquor. I've only drank malt liquor. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the nerd in the sweater vest is drinking some straight Colt 45. Colt 45, some King Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> he went up a notch in my book. <laughs> oh, English. Uh, so now we cut to the five girls in the bedroom playing Truth or Dare. Of course, you can't have a summer party with slutty girls out some Truth or Dare. Devin gets dared to kiss Laura's butt. So she kisses her side cheek. Luke walks in, calls them boring lesbians again. <laughs> Devin dares Luke to kiss Alex, which Alex is a girl, by the way, who we just now get introduced to, basically. So after Alex decides, she, at first she's like, I don't really want to kiss because, oh, his girlfriend could be home and amen. 
But she goes and kisses him. Kisses anyway. him once, and then all of a sudden, and like, I like, need fuck that. that. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not playing around anymore. Takes Luke by hand, leave him. She's like, I don't want to taste. Going. I want the, the whole, whole thing. thing. <laughs> Even though I was just worried about your girlfriend coming in, I don't give a shit anymore because now I want you. In, I want you inside <laughs> me right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she's ready for him. They go off. They uh, they go downstairs. They're making on the couch. She starts stripping down, and she like, says, "Make a fire. Make a fire." What? Yeah. Now she wants to be all romantic all of a sudden. <laughs> Alex turns around. She screams as she sees a masked Anderson wipe. Oh, wait. Well, first of all, from the outside window, uh, the black nerd in the fedora is staring in at this. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gets stabbed in the back from behind from um, Anderson. And we get treated to mouth blood. Mouth blood it is. Alex turns around. She screams as she sees Mass Anderson wiping blood off the window. He's like smearing. He's, he's, like, ah. he's, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, man, man. He's enjoying smearing <laughs> this blood around. Alex sends like Luke, go, yeah. Luke to go out check it out. Alex sees the sees him yeah. doing this. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, ah, yeah. You know, go check. And of course, the second Luke turns like, there's nothing there. And he goes outside, and she, Alex goes upstairs to the master bedroom. And so she sees this, sends Luke out to go check, and then she goes upstairs, like, ready to get down. She yeah. starts checking herself like, out. Don't worry, that I just saw some kids <laughs> probably get murdered, or at least somebody smearing blood in the window. I'm just going to go get laid. Luke's got it. He's going to come back and plow <laughs> me. I have nothing to worry yep. about. So cut to Erica, who's crawling around outside. And I'm like, what, how, and why? Like, was this the dream sequence again? Because it looks like it. Like, what is going on? No point to this. No explanation. Now, Laura and Steph, this other girl, they're outside smoking. And they decide to go around to the back. They're like, oh, we don't want to be seen. Let's go around to the back. They run to Luke, uh, who is out looking for Anderson. And who, keep in mind, he is carrying a fireplace poker. Like, one, yeah. like a, one of the sharp, po- pointy ones. And he insults the party. He's like, this party sucks, and blah, blah, blah. You're all stupid. And You're he walks lesbians. Off. You're lesbians, and he walks off. Now, this is where I learned the white nerd is named Joel. Uh, he falls out of a bush, basically, and vomits at the girl's feet. And he's more talking, like, I just want to come back in. They're like, no. He's like, well, can I at least crash in the garage? Yeah, he's and- real drunk, and he's actually kind of funny. I actually like this nerd. The actor's <laughs> pretty good. He's the best actor in the whole thing. He might be, actually. Yeah, he really is. So Joel crawls off to the garage to go take a nap. In the garage, he crawls up to Shelly's body, who he thinks is just passed out. And he's talking like, oh, hey, funny, you drunk too? Okay, I'm just going to curl up here. Don't mind, it's not too creepy or It's anything. a harmless snuggle. Yeah, harmless snuggle. And... She's dead, apparently, but you never see how or why, but he curls up to her body, and he passes out. Back in Jess's bedroom, uh, they're playing the secret game, which is basically kind of, have you know, never have I ever or anything like that. Like, you tell a secret. If we know it, you mm. have to drink. And Jess is like, well, I'm getting worried about Shelly, and she's not here, and her sister hasn't come back yet. And, but they don't care. But, uh, yeah, it's short-lived. And stuff's so like, fuck it. Uh, and Steph's secret is, I made out with Erica's boyfriend, Donnie. So they're like, oh, you're the reason they broke up. Yeah. And she's like, fuck, I don't care. And like, she horrible killed pe- yeah, the horrible, horrible people. people. Like, I had to get mine. <laughs> and Luke now is back with Alex in the master bedroom. He's oiling her down with, like, massage oil. And she's like, you know what? Nope, go get me a drink. Yeah, she's such a horrible tease. Make a fire. Go on a patrol. Make yeah. me a drink. <laughs> go on a patrol. <laughs> go on a guard duty shift. <laughs> that would be like three strikes, you're out, bitch. Yeah, he's like, go, go get me a drink. Something yeah. with vodka in it. So, again, Luke walks off. Now, Alex is, you know, now we're, you know after Luke, back where Alex is waiting around for Luke. Anderson, who is somehow managed to get inside the house and upstairs to the master bed without being seen, turns on a tiny little radio that's sitting on the dresser. He starts to feel up Alex's leg. She thinks it's Luke. He mounts her from behind. She turns around and is like, oh, my God. They start to struggle. Jess hears screaming from the hallway but thinks it's just Alex getting plowed. Like, oh, you yeah. keep it down. It won't be so noisy. Anderson picks up this radio and bludgeons Alex to death with this tiny little radio. And it's, a ti- it's an old-school radio. It's an old-school radio. School radio. It's, it's like from the 70s. It's about the size of a Kleenex box, like it one of the rectangles. probably screen. weighs less than two pounds. Yeah, it's not too big. And, but he just bashes her with it until she's dead. And it would break into a million pieces the first time you hit somebody That's with it. That's a good point. It probably would have shattered. It would just shatter because it's a plastic, tiny, and it, like he's <laughs> enough to kill this person. Yeah. All right, so this has to be pretty intense. Yeah. It means a pretty big dude, and when he comes down with it, 
that first hit would just shatter it into pieces. I, I kind of agree with that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so and of course when he's they show him multiple times raising it and pulling it yeah, down. Most, and, yeah, yeah. It never times. has a stain on it. Yeah, there's no blood. It's always pristine. Perfectly. It's like don't break it, guys. It's an antique. <laughs> you know, you can use it for the scene, but don't break it. That's probably what happened. So Aaron, Laura, and Luke are outside setting up the bucket or a tub for the apple bobbing now. And Aaron, again, these girls are just super slutty. Aaron says, hey, let's play a game where Laura and myself will kiss you and with your eyes closed, and you have to guess which one it is. Now, of course, apparently for Aaron to do this, to kiss Luke, she has to take off her shirt. For no reason. No reason. She's like, hey, let's kiss. Okay, let me take my shirt off. And Laura goes up. Kisses Luke. He guesses it was the girl who passed out on him earlier, meaning Aaron. Laura's like, "Fuck you, Luke. You, you know, um, you know, you don't even know our names, and you, sh- fine. You and Aaron should just have sex already." And she walks off. Luke says some more douchebaggy things, and then he leaves, leaving Aaron behind. And she's like, "Well, fuck it. I'm going to try to bob for an apple <laughs> by yourself. No reason." She's like, well, well, let's try Bob. Of course, Anderson comes up from behind her and drowns her in the bobbing. Bucket, tub, whatever you yeah. want to call. Um, so no surprise. I mean, that was telegraphed a mile away. As soon as basically, as soon as you say, "Hey, let's bob for apples," Mom's like, yeah. "I got apples for Bob." You're like, "Well, somebody's getting drowned." You yes. know that. Um, so Luke now goes back to the to Alex in the bedroom, but now the door is locked. Uh, a police car randomly pulls up, and a cop we saw from earlier um, at the school rings the doorbell, asking to speak with Jess. Jess and him have a conversation about Mr. Anderson, who every time I want to say Mr. Anderson, I just think of The Matrix. Yeah, um, Mr. Dirt Anderson. Anderson. Uh, he's like, oh, the teacher's this, blah, blah, blah. It's boring, meaningless gibberish. Yeah. Back at Jess's bedroom, the girls are talking. We learn that Jess has a crush on Mr. Anderson. More gossiping. It's really fucking boring. I'm skipping over it. Uh, Steph decides to go out to the garage to find more apple martini, or like, like a bottle of apple martini mix. Some crappy some, drink some, that yeah. girls drink. Now, for Luke, who is now outside for some reason, which makes no sense, says, where is everybody? Come out here. I'm getting pissed. I'm not going, to, I'm not going out there to find you. Now, so many things are wrong with these lines. First mm-hmm. of all, he <laughs> knows where everybody is because he just left all of them in Jess's room. And two, not going out there to find you, he's already out there. <laughs> and then he just walks off frame. It's, it's, again, I think these are just stupid-ass filler scenes because they didn't have enough things to shoot. But actually, that's proven wrong later. So anyway, it's just stupid. This movie is makes no sense whatsoever. Steph is in the garage. She's going through several liquor bottles, and I'm just like, where? First of all, where are Joel and Shelley's body at? Because she would have walked in over them to see these two bodies in the middle of the ground. Well, they must be off to the side. I, she doesn't have anything on mind but drinks. And yeah. who keeps her drinks in like a garage? A garage. Yeah. Like I understand if you have a fridge out there and you keep like extra beer or something. Yeah. But this is liquor. You know. Yeah. Keep it in the house. Just yeah. use a cupboard. Jesus. Now, People. Savages. <laughs> Anderson comes up from behind and wraps weed whacker cord. Not like the power cord, but actually like the orange like, cord that cuts the grass. Right. The orange mm-hmm. cord. Around her neck. Then tosses the extra over a beam and lifts her. Basically, he hangs her to death with weed whacker cord. Yeah. Cut to Joel, who's passed on the ground. wakes up and says, not cool, bro. And then passes back out. out again. <laughs> That's kind of one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Not cool, bro. So, first of all, well, yeah, I wasn't, this is spoilers, but we, at the end, of, by the end of the movie, we, you never see Joel actually get killed. So, he, you left that he might have survived, which again is just really shitty planning on the killer's part. Because if you, a guy wakes up and says, Not cool, bro, he's just watched you murder this person, you better kill him too. Right. You can't leave a witness. So anyway, um, back to Jess is knocking on the master bedroom door. She's looking for Alex. Um, Laura, who is like, I'm going to pull a line from Girl Resident Evil. She's the master of unlocking. Oh, that's right. Because she jimmies the lock open with a wire hanger. (laughs) They go in and Jess flips out because the bed sheets are all messed up. (laughs) Alex's body is gone. And also, by the way. I think it was supposed to be like a false scare. She opens the door and goes, oh. Yeah, it's like, supposed to be, but like, she's like, the bed's like, all messed up. But they did it so fast. Yeah, because you know? Alex's body is gone, and yeah. there is no blood anywhere. Now, after getting bashed to death with the radio, there would be blood splattered all, all over the, the bed, the walls. The, it would be a lot of blood. It is spick and span. Would you say it would be from the windows to the, the walls? walls. <laughs> <laughs> the blood run down my... No, I'm not going to yeah. go down. Um, 
<laughs> so that's De- a whole different genre of movie. Yeah. Uh, so Devin and Laura start jumping on the mom's bed for no reason. Like, hey, let's just bounce on this bed. They have to be on ecstasy. Yeah. You know, now, it's what, like everything's so fun. And again, on cue for no reason, Devin rips her shirt off. Says, Let me take my shirt off again. Ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the kitchen, Jess starts cleaning up all the plastic bottles. And the ham from dinner is still sitting on the counter uncovered. And it's for some reason, for no, it blows my mind. Instead of putting the ham in the, and there's a lot of ham left. It's like an entire it's ham. It's a whole ham. <laughs> Instead of putting it in the fridge, she throws it in the trash can. <laughs> I mean, Americans waste a lot of food. Yeah. And this is why. It's a perfectly good ham. She Dumb bitches like her. Yes. <laughs> I would be pissed so, off if I come home. It's like, like a, those hams are not cheap. It's, it's like, like a $30 piece yeah, of meat. like honey-baked ham or something <laughs> like that. And she just dumps it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura and Devin are in the master bedroom. Uh, they're doing their makeup and their hair. The radio that was used to kill Alex is sitting on the dresser right in front of them. But there's no blood on it at all. Laura leaves because, like, hey, I'm going to go make some s'mores. And Devin's like, oh, yeah. that's a great idea. Time for s'mores. Yeah. So we see Anderson in the window behind Devin. Now, keep in mind, earlier in the movie, they say this is upstairs. So this is second story, and Anderson's, like, levitating, floating <laughs> out the window behind them. Forgot about that. Um, <laughs> so Laura's down in the uh, living room now making s'mores in the fireplace. Somebody's hand and arm drop down from the chimney, which we have no idea who, and we never see anybody get shoved into the chimney to begin with. I think it's Alex's body. Because she did have something around her wrist that I remember seeing, and her body was missing okay. when they went back in. I, okay, if so, that's the case, I didn't notice anything on the wrist, but I—that's right. that's whose body. I Maybe think it it's is. Alex. Okay, mm-hmm. but again, you, there's no identification. Yeah. You don't know for certain, and you don't see him get shoved in the chimney, right? So Laura screams. She runs in the kitchen, and she gets grabbed by Anderson, who came out was just outside, floating outside the second story window. <laughs> he, flew he flew on in. Laura is screaming a lot mm-hmm. at this point, but nobody hears her. There's no music playing. There's no part. She's screaming. Nobody hears her in this house. And it's not a big house. No. Uh, he gr- Anderson grabs the electric cutting knife. That the electric carver, yeah. Carving knife and, off the counter. He holds it out in front of Laura, and Laura's like grabs his wrist, like trying to like, <laughs> like, trying to like keep, his, keep yeah. her from coming closer to her. And then it just cuts like a waist down shot of their legs. And blood just, just starts running sprinklings down, of yeah, blood. sprinkling down, like run, running down Laura's um, abdomen and her legs. And this time we get it gets spliced with shots of blood spraying over the cabinets or and the it's, floor. And it's literally like someone has like a, squ- a spray bottle. Spray bottles going. Yeah. It is. It is. I know for a fact that's exactly that's, what's I'm happening. I'm sure that's what it was. And you get super fast slices of like a, a shot of like the electric a- carving knife to Laura's throat. But it's so fast, you you can't really tell yeah. what's what's happening. And so, cut to Luke, who's outside pissing and leaving a message on Dee Dee's phone. He tells her that he's about to leave, and that her her mom is back, and that um that she's gonna, gonna hook up. With, yeah, I'm gonna bang your mom, and th- that's the whole scene. Now, uh, it's, you want at this point, I've been wanting Luke to die since the very beginning because he's just annoying. Uh, Jess is sitting alone in her room. Anderson comes in from out of nowhere, leaps on top of Jess. They struggle on the bed. He rips her shirt and ties her hands around, behind her and back with a jump rope. she's looking at him the whole time, like seeing what he's wearing. He's wearing yeah. the beanie, the tie, tie the, the shirt, shirt, the khakis. The soul patch. Yeah. I mean, he does, you he, would he, know who this is. Yeah, he casts the mask on. He ties her up with a jump rope, and he leaves. And then like two seconds later... He comes back in with just, the mask off. That's it, just the and mask plays, off. He, was like, he starts like, untying her. That madman that almost mad got you. Oh, I, he blames us. I thought at one point he blamed it on Luke. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, she, he blames it on Luke, and she's like, oh, you saved me, thank you. Yeah. All he did was take off the goddamn Damn. beanie mask. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What the hell? Yeah. <clears throat> ah. So, and Jeff's like, well, why are you here? And he's like, well, isn't that what you want? You wanted me here. And he's like, you wanted a hero. Yeah. Like, how about a kiss? And he's, they're about to kiss. And then Jess pulls out the, I'm calling the grandma from Red Riding Hood card. And she's yeah. like, and she's all like, your shirt, your tie, your suit. Your suit? Just- First of all, he hasn't <laughs> wearing a suit the entire fucking movie. So why did you say a suit? <laughs> um, and then Anderson says, and Anderson says, my beanie? And he puts on the mask, backs on, he snaps, he bitch slaps Jess so hard with a backhand and knocks her out. Knocks her cold. Damn. 
<laughs> so yeah, her her mental faculties are really slow. Yeah, she just feels. So we're back to Devin, who is in the bedroom, master bedroom. Anderson walks in on her, and they're talking. It's more it's more flirty, slutty talk. From she's Devin. into it. Yeah, and Anderson's playing the Anderson card. Like, oh, I didn't. You know, she's like, well, she what? Said Anderson's you? playing the Anderson card. In- innocent card. Oh, okay. And because uh, she she's asking like, oh, the dean's like, oh, I didn't do that. I think the dean went crazy because the wife won't let him play with his toy trains. He snapped, he killed the secretary and then killed himself or some crazy. Yeah, he's making really up some a really horrible excuse. story. Um, Devin actually buys this story, and she's a hundred percent on board. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I'll vouch for you and tell them you're a great guy." And blah 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 blah. It, it's it's retarded. Yeah, she's ready to you know go down with him or on him. Yeah, and Aaron, wah, 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 wah. And Aaron tells like, "I'm in love with you. You're amazing." Blah blah blah. They kiss. Now, Aunt, he's luring her onto the bed while he making, he's making out. Then I just, no reason, just snaps and grabs the yeah, curling yeah. iron off the dresser. She, he, he, she's like, I know you couldn't kill those people. I know you wouldn't do it. And he goes, I don't. But it's the demon yeah. in me. Yeah, it's like the demon. <laughs> yeah. He, he screams something about from? demons. While, <laughs> after he grabs the burning hot curling iron, curling iron he's like, something about demons. Yeah, something about demons. He jam- he starts jamming the burning hot curry iron between her boobs mm-hmm. and just like burning her between the tits and then presses it against her neck, which he then just starts randomly and then burning he, he her. Puts it, yeah, he starts after the neck. He starts it's like shoulder, arm, f- burns her face. Yeah. And, and Devin asks like, "Why are you doing this?" And he says, "I just want a little appreciation. I mean, it's Teacher's Day." And she says, "But you're just a teacher's aide." And that's that it. is whoa! <laughs> you do not say that to Mr. Anderson. Woo! That is not the thing to say in this situation because Anderson then decides to jam the burning hot coronavirus down her throat. Yeah, and this basically kills her. <laughs> so after she dies, like the second she dies, Luke walks in with like a Jack Daniels bottle. <laughs> and, yeah, breaks the bottle over Anderson's head, knocking him down. <laughs> Jess, like he just strolls in. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> so weird. Jess come, wakes up. She comes to in her in her bedroom. She runs out of the house and starts running down the street. And she's running down the She's like in a torn shirt, bra, and, and her underwear. Just running in the down the middle street. of the street. No, middle of the street. And she's limping. Yeah, for some reason she's limping. Why which the I hell is she? I don't know. That. Like, she's limping. She's hobbling the whole time. But she never wants like... Her ankles don't get hurt. She doesn't sprain ankles. She, she didn't take a fall. Never just, any just indication. Just no reason for She's her to just be like Suddenly turned lame. Yeah. So Luke pulls out someone. He's about to call nine one one. He calls and he's like, "Hello, nine one one." And before he can say anything, Anderson tackles him from behind. They fight. Anderson gets the fireplace poker that Luke had earlier. Stabs Luke with it. Uh, then Anderson puts the beanie in Luke's hand. So I'm like, okay. Well, that's the one smart kind of thing that's happened in this entire movie, and that's pushing it. Yeah. Um, he leaves the house. Anderson leaves the house and walks off just as a cop car pulls up. So that's some incredible response time. Here's the fact. They never even said where this call was coming from. Yeah. And it was a cell phone, not a landline or anything. But right. just cops, boom, automatically there. It's the same cop we saw earlier. He goes inside, sees the dead bodies of Luke and Laura, and written on the brick chimney in a capital... Is a capital, it's written in blood, but it's a capital letter F and a circle, like a test grade. You got an F. Yeah, it's written F. You failed at life. So now we get another shot of Jess still running slash hobbling down the street. Hobbling and hobbling, and it's long yeah. shots. Now this is, now we get a cut of Alien Mom and, and, and Steve giving Roadhead the homeless coolie, homo, homo, homo as you like to say. Uh, more shots of Jess running, howling down the street. Why? And then this is like, why is she running down the middle of the fucking street? Always, always the middle. And first of all, it's a neighborhood. It's like a sub- suburb. Why didn't she just run next door to a neighbor's house to get help? Right. And she's Call- running by multiple homes. Yeah. But then it says she just keeps running down the middle of the fucking street. And you, so you keep being snapped back to Alien Mom and Steve making out, Jess in the street, Jess making out, Jess in the street. And of course, and then you see Jess is seen through the car's windshield. You know and what's coming. Boom, boom. They run over Jess. Steve as like, oh no, was that a pretty little dog you ran over? <laughs> Alien Mom says, no, it looked like my daughter. And he just looks at the camera and goes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and now you get, you get a shot of Jess laying bloody on the street, and it's like a spinning camera. Yeah. It's like spinning around her. She rolls over, looks straight into the camera, and says, it's students' day, bitch. Roll credits. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah. Now, during the credits, oh, I don't, this is the, probably the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the during, video. It's the music video for Fruit on My Belly. It's some white guy rapping this song who is not, I'm looking like, was he Luke? Was he the nerd? It's nobody you see in the whole movie. It's Sean G, the guy who did the music for the movie. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he's rapping fruit, but, and the, all the girls from the cast are dancing around him with bananas and other fruit. The dude is wearing a banana on a string around his neck like it's a diamond chain. And it's in the middle of the song, Devin starts rapping about fruit and fuck fake fruit. I want the real fruit and the fruit on my belly, bitches. And it blows my mind. My mind is like explodes because I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. This may be the worst thing I've ever seen slash heard. Can't unsee it, bro. You some, can't. Some things you can't unsee, bro. <laughs> yeah, some right. things you can't unsee. And that is, that's one of them. So, and, that, and then the credits finally end, and that's, that is After School Massacre. Ugh. So, <laughs> um, with that being said, let's go uh, with the movie fresh in our head. Let's go into favorite kill. What is your favorite kill? And there's a lot of them for the choose from. This yeah, one. there's actually a pretty decent amount of uh, kills in this. I'm going to have to, uh, you know, there's actually two kills in here that are kind of original. 13 so people die in this movie. That's a pretty decent body count. One's the suicide, but still 13 bodies in this movie. It's a pretty good body count, uh, more than some of the other movies we've done. I'm going to have to go with the mailbox murder because that was pretty original yeah. i've never seen someone killed with a mailbox before uh it wasn't the best uh, in no. detail but at the same time just because of the originality factor of killing a person with an actual a fucking mailbox, mailbox yeah you know bravo um, again yeah um i i actually agree with you that was yeah. my, my favorite kill was the mailbox well for the exact same reason like i've never seen anybody killed with a mailbox now i will give an They're honorable not great uh my i think my animal mention was probably the curling iron um but my my honorable mention, I think, would be the secretary because that fucking creepy line he <laughs> said. He's just line? like, you know, he's just like, women are made for, you know, women are only machines, women are machines only made for breeding or making babies. Yeah, and like that's one of the very first kills. This is after he snaps somebody's neck yeah. and he says that fucked up weird stuff, and it kind of was like this movie can be good because it's <laughs> creepy and weird, but unfortunately, it didn't go that way. Right, uh, but so that wouldn't be my honorable mention. Okay, so uh, moving on. We're going to move into um, odds and ends, start wrapping it up. Um, the ratings for this, uh, surprisingly high, mm. actually. Um, IMDb, it's got a 4.4 out of 10, which is yeah. really high to me. I thought it'd be anything. Be... Rotten Tomatoes has no rating. There's no thermometer rating, and there's not even enough for an audience score rating. There's only three user ratings for this movie, and the average was 1.2. <laughs> That's the average. That means somebody actually gave it a higher than that. Wow. So, um, and, then Amazon, and that's out of 100, right? Uh, I don't know what the... Uh, it's a percentage. It's a percentage. So I, so yeah. That's a 1.2%. <laughs> and that seems Amazon about right. gave a 3.7 out of 5. That's ridiculously high. It's got to be the people who work for it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so the plot keywords, there's only five. Really high school slasher, B-movie. Slumber party and exploitation. There were only five keywords for keywords this. for the entire movie. Yeah, considering other movies we had like, like 117. 100. Yeah, yeah. But those were also like Jason X had like 100 because of the like yeah, big movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one had five. So moving on to like the little trivia snippets and stuff I f- learned about this movie during my research. Uh, this movie was shot almost entirely consecutively in scene order. Right. Which that blows my mind about the. Um, Scenes like the dream scene or the stuff with Jason in the backyard where that make no sense. This movie that I thought were just fillers, but if this thing was shot in order. Then mostly that was intentional to be there. Right. It blows my mind. This is the first movie that the director actually held auditions for. Of all those like eight movies, this is the first one he had audition. Which blow, here's something that's putting your mind pipe and smoke on. <laughs> the acting movie is so <laughs> shitty. What does that say about the girls who? Did not make the cut for this movie. <laughs> That's a good point. You know what? I honestly think that the auditions were held for people other than the girls. Because you even said yourself, they, they work together a lot. A lot of them. A lot of them. A lot of them have. have. The same. So I'm thinking like the nerds, like the guys who got cast for nerds. Because honestly, they were like the best actors. The nerds were the best actors. The nerds probably were the best actors. They were the and best the, actors. And they're the least amount of time. Yeah. They were the best. Uh, the cop was... Real boring. copy and boring, yeah. but whatever. And then maybe Monster Mom or Coolio 
Your homeless Coolio auditioned. Yeah. <laughs> All the underwear featured was bought at the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I know where I'm getting panties yes. for my fiance. All right. The apple bobbing scene was originally written as a hot tub to be dunked in. Uh, this was written. Couldn't afford a hot tub. The whole movie was written in five days in the guy's bath while he was taking a bath in the bathtub. Well, I hear lots of inspiration comes while you're in the uh, in water. Yeah, uh, it has to do with uh, ion release and interesting. It inspires creativity. Have you ever noticed when you're taking a shower, you get interesting ideas or interesting thoughts? A lot of people go to showers hmm. to uh, find inspiration. Interesting. Yeah. The movie was shot in six days total. <laughs> I, that now little... this is sad. It was adapted to a novel by Stephanie Campbell. Somebody actually turned this crap fest into a book. I bet the book would be better. It probably would be. <laughs> it can't be any worse. <laughs> this was an official selection of the Shockfest and Mockfest film festivals in 2014. Now, I was confused about this. I was like, what is... Well, Shockfest is self-explanatory. So it's a horror movie festival. What is Mockfest? Yeah, and I'm thinking, I don't know what that is. Well, let me tell you. Mockfest... No marsh has got a whole paragraph to read. <laughs> <laughs> what sets this film festival apart from so others is... A festival devoted to comedic films with the added edge of a new genre designation tout mockumentary. The festival's creator mission statement is follows. Our mission at Mockfest is to showcase the best comedies and mockumentaries from around the world. Gathering fans and filmmakers together, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, it, so basically, that's it. it's, it's a notion that the reality of a comic format using the time-honored technique known as a documentary. So if this was featured, if it, they're saying this was... A comedy or a mockumentary, uh, which I mean, blows me for, away. For our <laughs> listeners, I'm sure you guys know a mockumentary. Something like this is Spinal Tap is a classic mockumentary. Yeah. Best in Show, classic mockumentary. Um, you know, this is nothing remotely like a mockumentary. No, it's not. The only thing I can think of, and this is a fucking stretch, is those weird little fourth wall breaks. And that the, is a big the, stretch. The, the incredible, bizarre, stereotypical, or, you know, over, over hyping of a personality of a valley girl to the point of ridiculousness, mocking the culture, I I, mocking the teenage. I can't I, agree with like that. I, said, I, know you're, I know you're trying to I'm pull trying. something out, but I, there's no way. I'm trying. So, that. you know, the overinflation of the personality of the valley girl to such a ridiculous degree, it's mocking it in a way. That's the only thing I can yeah. think of. So I just blew my mind that this is concerned. But speaking of Mockfest, Donna Lee Hellesing, which is Alien Mom, won Best Actress at Mockfest for her portrayal of Ms. Perkins. She won an award for this movie, and she's awful. She's fucking awful. She... Like I said, looks like it's either she's had plastic surgery or the buckets have come from the blowjob she gave to get that, <laughs> that reward. Sorry, that was a little graphic, but uh, yeah, she's she's and, the worst. And it was nominated for Best Feature at Shockfest. For best movie. It lost to a movie called The Gauntlet, but it was nominated for Best Feature. That's crazy. What are the shit movies that are playing at these festivals if this was nominated for Best one? And why aren't we watching them? Yes. <laughs> I have to look these up. <laughs> and I recall the crazy the producers about um, Cool to Coolest. All right. Moving in to game time. It is now time for Guess the Budgets. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, this is where I try to guess the budget of the film. That is um, right. I'm typically off every once in a while. I get close, but most time I'm way off. But I'm having a feeling with this new information, I might actually be a little bit closer. You say it was filmed over six days. Six days. Uh, he doesn't do a lot of casting with people. He uses a lot of people. That means they're probably cheap. Um, let's see. The location was in one house the whole time. The actors were awful <laughs> uh the music was even worse oh it was crap like keyboard synthesizer stuff. yes it was really bad it was really bad there's no star power whatsoever well, let's not forget fruit on my belly I mean, right that, well, that's we got grammy written all over did. it <laughs> so we have no star power a villain who is the main character like a main antagonist of the story who's not even credited hardly in the movie at all <laughs> who's from canada um he's got to be from canada we got to check that out um it's horrible effects. No money put into the effects. The only thing that you'd have to pay for is materials, really. $150,000. Once again, you completely overshoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going low. 
estimated budget forty thousand dollars. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> More than triple off. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, and speaking. Of, okay, I just looked on IMDb just for your record. You're right, Mr. Anderson, Bruce, Cat, K A D E, Cadet, but he's uncredited. He's not credited in the movie. That's so weird. That's weird. Your main antagonist, your main killer, isn't credited in the movie. That's so weird. That's Does it say ridiculous. Where he's from? No, I didn't. Look Damn. Th- I was... All right, now it's moving on to five star reviews. And yes, believe it or not, there are five star reviews for this. Not many. There's actually only two, but they are there. Brad Boyd Stone writes: If you think you'll like this movie from the title, you will. Five star. <laughs> Alex Bonilla, simply put, perfect movie, five stars. Wow. Now, because there's only two of them, I thought I'd dip down to next here and look at the four stars because there's only there weren't yeah, a whole lot yeah, of these. Period. Yeah. Doug Wilkie, great classic B movie, four stars. <laughs> From Binky, dark fun here in the vein of Sorority House Massacre and Babysitter Massacre. This low budget film is well made. Everybody in it seems to be having a good time. This is a piece of very bad for you cinematic junk food, but it satisfies all the requirements of its horror subgenre. There is a lot of low budget garbage dumped on Amazon Instant this year, but this is a good one. Four stars. Wow, wow, this guy liked it. You know, to each their own, I suppose. Could be a girl, but who knows? That's just to call this movie a good one and classic B movies. It's kind of an insult to classic it, B movies. Yeah, you know? it blows my mind. So, wrapping up, would you would you recommend the movie? Somebody watch, go out and watch this movie. Mm, with this movie, it's yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's there's not much to go on. I mean, unless you're really hard up and and your thing is bad acting and girls in panties, go for it. You you found you found your Shangri La. Yeah, you know you're happy. But it's just there's no good real good gore. There's no acting's shit. Uh, the music was worse. Uh, yeah, it's it's there's just nothing to it. Um, even as far as bad horror movies go, it's I would just leave it alone. It's just a waste of time. I I also agree. I say stay away. Do not watch this. It's not worth it. I, if you're hoping to see boob, like summer party girls, you're hoping to see boobs. You don't. You get lots boob teases, lots of side boobs, lots of undies, lots of tight lots boob, of panties, lots, lots of panties. Yeah. But it's not worth it. Stay away. Try your luck with something else. So, I think that's gonna wrap us up. Yeah. Uh, remember, follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow, check out our website, uh, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at so bad it's scary. We're also on Podbean, and you can get us for free. F-R-E-E, totally free on iTunes. Check so it out, guys. Subscribe, like, rate, whatever. Just check it out. Right in a movie. So this month, actually, we're going to be kind of doing a theme. Yeah. Of, I uh, should have mentioned it at the very beginning. But right. I was so excited. We'll mention it again next week. But yeah, yeah we're doing a theme of August of back to school. Back to school you know, month. It's, it's, it's time to get your go to the store and get your paper, get your pens and erasers. And does anyone use a protractor anymore? I, engineering students, probably. Yeah, well, okay. So yeah, Artists. so we're doing we're doing uh, back to school themes. Yep. Um, if you school, have any school theme movies, any high school themed horror movies, if you have any ideas, feel free to drop us um, on Twitter or uh, Facebook or send us an email through our webpage. Just let us know, and we will certainly uh, probably take those into account and maybe even do your suggestion. Uh, I am Marshall Hampton. I am Aaron Southworth. Take care. We'll see you in a week. Hugs and kisses. <laughs>